Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. It's a Wiggity Whack Wednesday. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Morning. Morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is a free download in the App Store, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio. Um, obviously, you guys saw the story about what happened in Texas yesterday, and it was so heartbreaking to see that. And you have, for those of you that have kids, you know, this is not the first time this has happened, and... You know, I don't know if I've become numb to it, but it's just so, it's like, I looked at the TV last night, I'm watching CTV News, I'm like, oh, God, again? Yeah. Well, it was it's, just like a week or so ago that there was another shooting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I was seeing something yesterday, it said today is the 144th day of 2022, and this shooting is the 212th mass shooting of 2022. What? In the U.S. Mm-hmm. Gun violence is a public health crisis, and it's, you know, like there's a cycle that this goes through, and I saw a really good diagram depicting how this goes, and how this goes every time, and it is this, mass shooting, media extravagance, yeah. thoughts and prayers, yeah. social media gun debates, no one actually does anything, back to normal, mass shooting again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're bang on because, you know, every time this happens, th- that's exactly what happens. I'm just going to repeat what you're saying, but that's exactly what happens. That's the problem. Yeah, I was reading that there was like bills that they could have passed like on the table last year to close certain loopholes for people to gain access to guns. And they never did it. Yeah, they never did it. And, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. You see so many people saying, you know, hug your babies as you put them to bed tonight. And remember, you know... There's so many parents I didn't know at drop-off that this was yeah. going to happen, that yeah. this would be the last time. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't, like, w- when kids are afraid to go to school and when every couple of days they're doing active shooter dr- drills and getting under their desks and, you know, stepping over friends, it's just, it's, it's too much and it's unbelievable. And yeah, it's- and it's, they're not unique to that problem in the States. Like, we have that problem in Canada, but not... To the great, uh, Nobody has the problem that the U.S. has. No, I, Nobody I, I, does. I understand There was a that. mass shooter who went into a classroom in the U.K., and they banned personal use of handguns after that one incident, and they have never had another one. Yeah, but I think it's apples to oranges because the United States is just, just such a bigger uh, animal than the U.K. I'm not saying it's any different, but... You know what they I'm trying to say? They don't affect change. They don't yeah, change. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what they it do comes nothing. down to. Yeah. There was, you know, that senator that I was watching yesterday on the floor looking at his fellow senators, begging them to do something instead of just looking to their own power. He says, you know, you spent all this time running for this job, you know, gunning for this job, fundraising to get this job, the whole thing, you know, and, and you finally get this job and you sit in this chair and then you do nothing. He said, yeah, be- what are we doing? Because we big, do nothing. big money and the NRA are ruining the whole thing. And if you, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, you can take it out on me. You can message me. I don't care. I am so sick and tired of coming on the radio the next day and talking about this stuff. It's, yeah. it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for the families, you know, we just, and that's the thing, like you just, every time we have to say that, it's heartbreaking for the families, but I just, I don't even know how they move on once again beyond this. How do you, how do you as a parent send your child back into a school in the U.S. of A? Like, Mm. how do you do that? It's just, uh, you know, there's the, I don't even know what to say anymore about it. It's crazy. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. 
welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. I better get out of the round. Your old radio for another mind-blowing useless fact. I went deep for this one. I went really deep for this one. Oh, dug deep. All right. I went all the way in the medicine cabinet and found this one to entertain you. (laughs) Okay. You're familiar with penicillin? Yes. Mm. It wasn't originally called that. They originally called it mold juice. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, how appetizing. Yeah. Mold juice. Mold juice. Okay. Because that's how they made it. Like penicillin is a, a mold or something. Isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. Yes. isn't it botch like it <laughs> botulism? I don't know what it is. <laughs> There's like a lot of people who are very allergic to it. I wonder why. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mold juice. How do you rate that uh, mind blowing useless fact, Angie? Imagine that, like a doctor's like written <laughs> your prescription. Prescription. Out. <laughs> your prescription for mold juice. Um, I don't know. I'll give that an mold- Take two I'll drops give- of mold juice. You'll be fine. Call me in the morning. 8.5 is interesting and very useless. Thank you. Uh, Janelle? Yeah, I'll give it an 8 this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, to the scores we go, a 10 zero thirty 30 for your new listener. Uh, this is the useless facts segment where I blow your your mind with uh, amazing useless facts. You send in your score uh, from 0 to 10, hopefully closer to, to 10, and a funny little nickname, uh, a handle. Uh, tired teacher will begin with very medis- medicinal. Very medicinal. Medicinal? Medicinal sounding. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how to read and yes, gave me apparently. a 10. Uh, super gross, says the early morning kids, giving you a 9 this morning. Connie, the wound care nurse, thought it was pretty funny, actually, and she'll give you a 9 this morning. Oh, here's a new one. Uh, Dad's little Finlander. Ooh, uh, glad for the name change. I'll give you a 10. That's a new texture. Oh, mm. Hall of Famers, Ghost Rider, and Pierre, the dehydrated Frenchman. Wow, pretty sure I've had a cocktail or two named something similar. <laughs> <laughs> we are both grossed out, though, and we're giving that a 10. Hall uh, of Famer uh, Gusto says, that's grossed, but did you know that the medicine cabinet is actually a terrible place to keep medicine because of all of the humidity in your bathroom? Uh, you know true. what? I'm going to kick Gusto out of the Hall of Fame. I didn't know that. I'm just yeah, saying I'm learning something <laughs> new. He gave you a 10, Stu. Why are you kicking him out? <laughs> because he's being You need annoying. all the help you can get. Jeez. <laughs> With your tens. Uh, nasty but funny, says Diva Cloud, giving you a nine. Yeah, this fact did really well today. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you very much. And thank you to my mother who gave me a ten. I think my teenager is growing mold juice in her room. <laughs> <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, it's time to get mad and it's time to do something. That is the message that is coming out of the U.S. after that horrific news yesterday of yet another mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. And Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr uh, sat down in front of cameras in the media room yesterday for his pregame news conference heading into game four of their Western Conference finals. And, you know, he spoke for everyone, they said, on how we were feeling on the heels of this news. And so many people retweeted this video yesterday, including Taylor Swift, who also expressed how much grief and rage she was feeling that this has happened again. And Steve sat down and he said, I will not talk about basketball. None of your basketball questions matter right now. And as he fought back tears and with a quivering lip throughout the entire rant, this is just part of what he had to say to the media yesterday. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and 
offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it to hold on to power. Do you realize that 90 percent of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90 percent of us. We are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Wow. I saw that yeah. uh, through Instagram yesterday, and I kept watching it and watching it. Why does it take a basketball coach to say what everyone's thinking, or mostly you know, what everybody's thinking? Like it's just it's unbelievable. And Amanda uh, Gorman, and many of you will remember that name. She was the 24-year-old poet who was selected to read her poem at yes. Joe Biden's inauguration uh, to presidency. And she was also decrying gun violence through her poetry yesterday and very quickly penned this and put it out there. And again, this was being widely shared. And this is what she wrote. School's scared to death. The truth is one education under desks. Stoop low from bullets that plunge when we ask where our children shall live and how and if. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. It is yeah. so heartbreaking. And that is what's trending. Stephanie and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? This is us, family. It was the big finale of that show last night. A show that is highly notorious for making people cry every darn single episode. Mm-hmm. For, for six seasons now, it's been the torture, the weekly torture. Um, and so we, we were talking about this yesterday, and you guys were asking me if I was going to stay up late and watch it last night. So did yeah. you? I didn't. Oh, what? Oh, I hope you don't get anything <laughs> spoiled this morning. So today is like walking over landmines, yeah. trying to like not see all the spoiler alerts. Every and I do what's trending. Like every single yeah. article I mm-hmm. see is like, this is how it ended. Everything you need to know about the ending. So here was my thought last night because I was just super tired from the day, and I was like, do I watch this when my I can barely keep my eyes open, yeah. or do I just wait till tomorrow when I'm fully invested or whatever? So I thought, no, I'll just I'll wait. I, I know I'll be up crying all night if I watch it. <laughs> so I went to bed early like a good girl. Yeah. And then what happens? Uh, so this, this is us goes from nine until 10. And I was like, no, 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 way too late. I can't be up that late. So I go to bed. And then at about 20 to 10, somebody in my neighborhood decided to have a fireworks display last night. <gasps> oh. What? Why? Not even kidding. Fireworks started. I woke up and I was like, what is that? And I looked at my phone and it was 9.38 and the fireworks continued until 10 p.m. Oh, that's not cool. They might as well just have stayed up. (laughs) Right? So I might as well just have stayed up. Anyway, I know a lot of you did last night and you've been telling us about it. But, you know, what is it about shows like this 
that keep us coming back. Like when you know you're going to be a blubbering mess, you know you're going to be crying every single episode. Why do we put ourselves through it? <laughs> I, I think I've never seen an episode of This Is Us, but I've heard you talk about it for years on this show. It's not my cup of tea, but I like watching shows that make me cry. Nobody in this house wants to watch anything with me. Oh, daddy's always crying. Really? Crying again? Oh, like, really? I can cry at commercials. Like, oh my God, he just saved us on his car insurance. Did you see that car? But you I, just said you like to watch things that make you cry? I, I do. So then but why I, wouldn't you like This Is Us? <laughs> How is that not your cup of tea then? It's literally what it does. I understand that, but it's not my cup of tea. The, the type of show that it is, it doesn't appeal to me. You've never I, I like watching. It, so how do you know? Oh, so you're dead inside and don't have a heart? Oh, cool. Yes, that's yeah. me. <laughs> <Yes>. Right? <laughs> I'm a complex individual. Uh, you know what about I, you? Are you a crier? I 100% am, and a lot of people are shocked to find that out. That they're like, really? I wouldn't have expected that. I cry so easily all of the time, and I haven't watched any of this season of This Is Us because it hasn't been released yet on one of the viewing platforms that I watch it on. So I have watched every other season, and I like this show because it does make me cry all of the time. I think it's it's for me it's it's just like the family stuff that gets me. I just yeah. what I do is I put myself in that character's position and I think about what it would be like if that happened to my dad or my brother or my yeah. sister and mm-hmm. I just I just get overcome with all of these emotions and it just makes me feel like yeah, I'm a good person. I feel inside. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, confirms you're there. I do yeah. this all the time to Adam. I'm like, you have no soul. You have no heart. You have no soul. I've never seen the man cry. Nothing makes him emotional. <laughs> like, so here's the thing: when I when I first started watching the show in the first couple of seasons, we were watching together, my husband and I, like as a team. Like we never missed it. Yeah. We were doing it every week. It was our thing together. And he was crying every episode. Really? He'll kill me. He'll kill me for saying that. But yeah, he was crying. And so, but what happened was, as I kept going, he fell off because he did not want to cry. <laughs> because there's some people like that that yeah. actually don't want to watch things that make them cry. I'm the opposite. I get like it's cathartic. You get it out. Mm-hmm. Like you feel really good. Like you big blubbering, ugly cry, and then and then you move on. Like but. as long as you're not going out later, and you know you can commit to <laughs> having like swollen eyes, <laughs> it's totally right. fine. Mm-hmm. Visine in hand, you're okay. <laughs> so we're asking you today, like, why do you think it is that people enjoy watching things that they know will make them cry? And yet we watch them over and over again. Looking mm-hmm. at you, The Notebook. Like, why do I ever watch that movie again? I know I'm going to be a mess, but I keep watching it. So what types of things get you crying? Are you a crier? Why do we do this to ourselves? Those are the things we're talking about today. <laughs> Give us a call at 750-1100. You can text it in as well at 10030. Well, it turns out we all don't just love to torture ourselves by making ourselves cry with these sad shows and movies. You could actually use this as a quick hack to get that baby out a little quicker. <laughs> Sounds Pardon like. Me. I wish I would have known this. <laughs> <laughs> so Melanie on our Facebook page says that she loves to watch shows and movies that make her cry to put her into labor. A.K.A. Bridge to Terabithia, Beaches, Nights in uh, Rodante, and Where the Red Fern Grows. It worked three times for her. What? 
Those are her sad go-tos to kick it into high gear when the baby needs to come. <laughs> no castor oil for her. She's going right for the cry movies. That is hilarious. Uh, she mentions Bridge to Terabithia. That brings back bad memories, actually. Because, Why? Because that year that that came out, uh, it was 2007, my daughter was four at the time, and my sister was in town, so we took our two daughters to see that movie. And this was my daughter's very first movie theater experience at four years old. And so I thought, oh, this looks like a cute, like, just like a boy and a girl next door and their best friends movie. Well, no, (laughs) it is not. And it is super sad. And we were all crying. But my daughter was like just distraught and oh. she's sobbing in the theater oh, you have to die. And she's going on and she's just wailing and I'm trying to calm her down but I'm crying too and I was like this is not a proud parenting moment <laughs> like I am traumatizing my child for the very first time in a theater it was it was awful that you're a so bad mom sad. Oh I guess. My yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing, though, too. I mean, when you're at home versus when you're um, in the theater, Ugh. the cry situation's different. Like, are are you guys? Like, we all have admitted we are all big criers. Do you yeah. try and hide it? <laughs> okay. So when I'm at home, no. I don't have to, but when I'm in a theater, I have to hide it because I will frighten people because I have zero control of my face when I cry. (laughs) It's just like full on, the muscles don't work, my face just contorts, it's full on ugly, ugly cry. And I can't stop it. So if I'm in public crying in a movie theater, I have to put my hands up and shield my face <laughs> from the people around me oh, so they're not mortified. I look like that, like, you know, that, like, scream meme, like, Whoa, with, like, the long face. Yeah. The last time I took Isabella to a movie, it was the Emoji movie about uh, four years ago, and I was crying. And I had the same thing. My face <laughs> lost control. And it was a stupid uh, animated movie. But I got so emotionally attached to the characters, I am bawling my eyes. And my daughter's like, I'm never going to another movie with you ever again. <laughs> so you guys are like loud criers, it sounds like, then, yeah. maybe, too. Loud and oh, ugly. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I'm like that person who, like, just tries to, like, let the teardrop fall without anyone noticing. <laughs> you know, like, my middle child can down do that. your face. Like... Yeah. I don't know how you do that without yeah. everything else. Just like <laughs> I have admiration for people that can do that. I know, I know, and like that's the thing. Like you just, um, like you, like the, uh, like the fluids that are coming out of your face yeah. and your nose. Yeah, like it's everywhere. And if you're not prepared, like your sleeve is taking a hit. You know, oh, for like sure. it's just, but th- oh. doesn't it, doesn't it feel so good after you've cried? If you ha- you're like you have like a mental uh, release. I-, I feel amazing after I have a good cry. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done the thing where you just grab a pillow and you cry into it, but you scream and cry at the same time? No, can't say I've made it to that point yet. Okay, well, <laughs> apparently I'm traumatized. <laughs> it's a good double release. I'm telling you to scream and cry at the same time and just rah. You just like oh, whew, feel good. Okay, so. Anyway, take it from me. (laughs) (laughs) Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, Aerosmith has.
has been very excited about their Las Vegas residency. They have dates through June and July that have now been canceled, though, as they've announced that frontman Steven Tyler has voluntarily checked himself into rehab yet again. So they revealed that he had worked on his sobriety, of course, for many years. We know that years ago he talked about the fact that his bandmates had staged an intervention back in the 80s that urged him to seek help for his drug addiction back then. And he has been in and out of recovery ever since. But he's, um, you know, always open about his struggles with substance abuse. And, you know, he was winning the game. And uh, then he recently had foot surgery to prepare for the stage and their Vegas residency. And the pain management during the process led to him going back down that mm. road. Yeah. So uh, he's now voluntarily entered a treatment program to uh, help with his recovery. So they have said they are devastated to inconvenience so many people, especially their most loyal fans who have already, you know, either traveled great distances or have booked, you know, travel to go see their yeah. shows. So it's unfortunately one of those things that they uh, had to do. They had to pull out of those shows for two months. So it is the end of an era in New York City they have officially removed their very last public payphone this week. Oh, wow. What is going on? Yeah, it was, of course, What's a payphone? What's, <laughs> yeah. what's a payphone? Well, for many years, it was an iconic symbol across the city. But, of course, the rise of cell phones made those booths obsolete. But um, they say, you know, it's just the way of the world. We transition yeah. from the horse and buggy to the automobile. And they say mm -hmm. now... With the digital evolution, we have progressed from payphones to now uh, they're introducing more Wi-Fi kiosks, you know, and charging stations. Yeah. That, I love that idea. Why totally. do we not have more of those? I don't know. And totally. like, and the way the airports these days are set up, the Ugh. fact that they don't have, like, it's a, it is, oh my gosh, yeah. it's mind-boggling. I mean, cell phones have been around so long. Now you have e-tickets. Everything is on your phone. You pay yeah. for things on your phone. Like, everything is there. You need to be able to have that charged. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and you, go, you go to wait for, for a plane, and there's like one or two chargers. Yeah. It's the worst in airport. It's the worst anywhere. Like, you go to a mall. Like, just trying to find an outlet anywhere mm -hmm. is impossible. You're right. Like, everything is on our phones now. They want us to show us everything on their phones, QR codes, exactly. everything yeah. else. And yet, like, even with, during COVID, you had to show your vaccination, proof of vaccination. You had to show your QR code. You had to show your ArriveCan app. Yeah. You had to show your, you know, <laughs> everything was on your phone and no no way to charge it. I'm going to no, open up a company it. called Stu's uh, uh, Electrofit, I'm going to go and, and put in like charging stations everywhere. Well, hopefully New York sets the trend because that's what they're doing as part mm -hmm. of the revamping now that all the payphones are gone. They're going to be doing these, you know, citywide charging stations and, you know, they call them uh, link kiosks. So hopefully we see a lot more of that spreading out across North America. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut? We are playing with Donna and Tracy this morning. Stu, you and Tracy will play first. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. Are you ready to play? I am. Okay, so am I. Choices, categories, Janelle? Well, thank you to Paula Wilkins for sending in our categories, either sewing or crafting. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Let's go with crafting. All right. I'll give it my best shot because I don't do any crafts. <laughs> All right. Oh, good three, luck. Three, three, good luck to you. Three, 
two, one. If you want to put two things together, you put a little, uh, uh, not tape, but yes. And if you want, you, you can uh, do these to your walls with, uh, with, with a brush. Tape. Yes. And uh, if you want to uh, ha uh, put stuff together, uh, so a cabin house, that's filled with what? A cabin house? Cabin house, like in the woods. You, you, uh, you, you take a two by four as, as what? What? Mm. You, you yes. Already... Mm. What I do? In the woods. <clears throat> oh, that's that's what I did. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was looking like, at Janelle. I, I'm like, I what I like, do? I don't know what word he's trying to get. And then I was like, oh, you just blew that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a whole uh, two. Yeah, you got all well, of two. That's not my fault. It's a crappy category. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tracy. Oh. We'll see what happens. Hang on the line. Okay, we're gonna go over to Donna. <clears throat> Donna. Hi, Donna. Hi, Angie. Happy birthday, Janelle. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you, you two do. <laughs> it's not my birthday. Uh, uh, no, no, she's saying hi. Okay, hi. <laughs> He's obviously very distracted. All right, so, Donna, our category is... Sewing. Things to do with sewing, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. You need a thread and a pointy... Needle. Yes, and then you need a needle and thread. Yes, and you put this on your um, thumb. Sewing machine? No, you put oh, it on your simple. thumb. Yes, good. And then uh, you use these to cut. Scissors? Yeah, and you're cutting what? A piece of material is known as a sample uh, of cotton. I don't know, pass. Linen or all types of. Okay. Fabric. Uh, yep. Yes, good. Yeah. Uh, ah. And you cut. Okay. Oh, yeah. and, ah, we, we were good. We were good. We had it anyway. <laughs> good job, Donna. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So we want to send you to the movie theaters. We've got a pair of passes and treats for two to Landmark Cinemas for movie lovers. Tickets and showtimes at LandmarkCinemas.com. Can I uh, suggest something? We need a new uh, wind song for Angie because Angie wins too much and I'm tired of hearing the song. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we can change it up. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. All right, trying to beat the box office for Brian Adams on Friday, October 7th at the CTC is Kim Jeleno. Good morning, Kim. Hi. You all set to win? I'm very nervous, but um, I, I usually freeze on these things, so I hope I do well. <laughs> you got it, Kim. <laughs> Kim, it's just the three of us listening. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right, so you know how this works then? We're going to be yes. playing you a Brian Adams song. We're going to stop it, and you're going to keep going. Yes. All right. Okay. So here it is. This is where you start. <laughs> I don't know that song at all. Okay. <laughs> you don't know that song? Hey, Stu, this I, is what I, I told I don't know you. If I didn't hear it, or it's because I'm close to the radio. I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. How do you not hear it? Sorry. You should be hearing it. I don't know. It. It's close to the radio. I'm moved away. You want to hear it again? Yeah. No, it's right. <laughs> I don't know that song. I'm sorry. Oh my. How, how are you? 
I said this to you before I we went on. I, I don't know this song. Are they going to know this? And he said, well, yeah, yeah. Oh my, I know the song, but I don't know if I would know that next line. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. You know what? You get the tickets anyways. Oh, what? Oh, my totally. God. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. No, don't well, be embarrassed. Know, he, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get to know that song, and when he plays it at the concert, you're going to be singing everywhere. Yes. <laughs> I probably know this song. I'm, I tell you, I'm freeze up when you do these things. No problem. What you need so to call. do is take a video of you singing that song at the concert and send it to us. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Redemption. Mm-hmm. I usually like to sing, so I, that's not a problem. All right. Well, you enjoy singing at the concert. You're off to Brian Adams. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You too. You too. And we will do this again tomorrow if you want to win your way to Brian Adams to be the box office on Move 100. Move Mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? So just when you think it has all been created in the snack world comes uh, your favorite cookie and your favorite cracker teaming up and joining forces. So the Ritz Oreo collab has dropped. (laughs) Okay, uh, all I'm hearing is cheese and chocolate. No, Ritz is crackers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of something yeah, yeah. else. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So Ritz and Oreo. So the ultimate sweet and savory. So this is what they've done. They've come together for like a stacked cracker cookie. So basically you're going to have a Ritz. You know how you can get the Ritz <clears throat> the Ritz ones that have the peanut butter in the center? So they're keeping yeah. that. So it's the Ritz, the peanut butter, the Oreo, the vanilla cream, the wafer, like all of it mashed up together as one. Like, so peanut butter and icing with salty and sweet. Hell yeah. That sounds good. I like it. In a heartbeat. Right? Mm -hmm. Totally. How did it take this so long for them to figure this out? It's the Ritz Ritz by Oreo collab. So uh, they say it's going to be a limited time and blah, blah, blah. And I guess see if people like it before they start stocking the shelves with it. How could you not like that? That's deliciousness. Mm Oh, it looks delicious. There you go. Mind blown. And that's what's trending. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. We were talking yesterday on our show about all of the great neighbors in our area and Ottawans that have been pulling together over the course of this past weekend. And Travis McFadden wasn't there when the farm that his family has run for four generations was destroyed. The power of the winds ripped apart his barn, sending it crashing down on his herd of cattle inside. But he was racing home, hoping his family was safe and making sure they were safe first. But when he did pull up to the barn, he thought, based on what he saw, that his herd was completely gone. The community, neighbors, friends, family, everyone had come out to help. His 150 head of cattle uh, were all trapped in the rubble. His barn was destroyed. The silos were badly damaged. Sadly, he did lose five of his cattle in the storm. And he said it's hard to walk out of the house in the morning and just see the barn down. He said, you know, we don't know what to do. He said, we've milked our whole life. My father milked his whole life. You know, I've been milking my whole life. We're lost. And he said rescuing the cows from the rubble was the only way forward in rebuilding the farm. And at this point, 70 of the herd needed to be milked, which is a near impossible task after the storm ripped through all of their equipment. 
So he said, my head is just spinning. I haven't slept in three days. So many things I need to get done. And I just don't even know where to start. So, uh, you know, neighbors again, friends, the tight-knit farming community came to his rescue and the animals were quickly transported nearly an hour away to Cornerview Farms, who agreed to take them all in. Wow. It's incredible. So he said, you know, they right away said, nope bring them we will make room so in the night 13 trailers came and they unloaded the entire herd to this new farm that took in um 65 cows on top of the 650 they already own on the farm and all the rest are uh, still on their way. Travis said, I just, I'm so thankful that they actually took the whole herd. He said, you know, it's kind of a mm-hmm. blessing to have them together and in such good hands. So now what happens is that means Travis can actually focus on, you know, rebu- rebuilding the farm and rebuilding his family's legacy. Um, so Jessica, who owns Cornerview Farms, is a third generation farmer, refusing to accept any praise for taking in his herd. She said, that's just the way farmers are. They're just people who are always open to help. I know that if we were in this situation, there would be a lot of people wanting to help us too. So they will keep his herd until he can rebuild the farm and get them milked and get them taken care that's of every crazy. day. That's crazy. That's incredible. Lo- you got to love the farmers. They're just so caring and so community-based. Yeah, like it's I said, incredible. very tight-knit community, always coming to each other's aid. That's so great. And that's all the feels on Move 100.